Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Yeah, dude, in yes. uh, Chicago, I just got to play so many games against so many decks that yeah, even though, yeah. like, the most represented stuff was still the most represented, it still felt like mm-hmm. a really varied tournament. Also, people got a lot of room to kind of flex their, yeah. like, you know, deck B. And uh, sometimes I got sauced by deck B. Yeah, absolutely. I love that shit, man. I'm, I'm all about it. That's not the only thing I'm about, John. Oh! I'm about being back again the next episode of the RVA Returners podcast. And uh, this is a take two of Keister Sunday. The Look, Keister I, Sunday remake, as it were. We passed right over the last episode. Let me just tell you that. That's all. <laughs> and, and the cast has risen. Yes. <laughs> My brother in Christ, we're back My again. My brother in Christ, you, 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 <laughs> the cast was always going to die. That's right. <laughs> But we are back once Wait, again. It's the true um, Easter story. It is. It is. The cast, the cast rebirth. He the rises. cast knew it was. It was like it has to be done, dude. The cast, you know, is passed on uh, because of our sins, my sins specifically earlier today, and now uh, you guys have forgiven me. I appreciate that. The season is here. We're back. Well, all is definitely forgiven because we are back on the case. I'm your host, Chris Adams, and with me always at the desk, view, reviewing the files, making sure that all of our cases are up to date, John Schreiner. Say hi to everybody. How's it going, everybody? And uh, just so they know, the cases, uh, we're, we are not up to date. We are behind. We've, we've got Absolutely. some catching up to do. Indeed. And, uh, you know, and, the, and, and, and the top brass knows because we're not by ourselves today. We've got, we've got an auditor from the Lakeside office. Oh boy! Not the lakeside location. It is not the lakeside. We've got internal affairs here. We got uh, we've got Detective Matt Rice with us. Matt Rice, as always, always a treat. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Beautiful. So we got to mind our p's and q's with uh, we we got we got employees here. We got real boss employees here. That's right. But no, man, we we've actually got a lot to talk about. And the crazy thing is, John, even though we're re-recording this cast. I'm still excited to talk about it because we it found is, more to talk. About. Well, 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 a we did find more to talk about that we just just erroneously overlooked. But you know, I'm excited to be excited about FFTCG again. We've got, you know, we've got a new set that just released this weekend that has some fucking bangers in it. We've got the return to OP, what we have been waiting for for the last two years, and we'll mm. dive into that. So we've got, you know, Amen. we've got some. Oh man! Praise me! From an, oh man, oh, my brother, yeah. my brother in Christ. We've got so much to be excited for. <laughs> what was the other thing? Not not the peaches and gravy or whatever. Oh, oh whole cin- was it cinnamon and gravy? <laughs> cinnamon and gravy, brother. Finally, fucking dude. We've got so much, so much gold to, to mine in them there hills. <laughs> but you know, we we. we we just we we're just so excited we we can't contain it. And that's why we definitely you know we're we're excited to have a guest with us on this remake. You know, much like the FF Seven remake. Uh, John, how did you so eloquently put it uh, previously? <laughs> I just said that uh, <laughs> we're gonna do whatever the hell we want because uh, you know we're changing the rules, dude. This is yeah, pretty much this is a new thing better than having 
Exactly, and the only thing better than having the, uh, than having one Matt Rice on the podcast was we, if we had four different Matt Rice on the podcast. <laughs> Goodness, dude, we could do some kind of edit magic, maybe just layer there four different go. Matt Rices at I'm the same time. There's like seven <laughs> Sephiroths now. There could at least be a few of <laughs> yeah. me. That's right, at least. At least. But, uh, you know, we're going to dive into all this because there's so much. There's just absolutely so much to talk about. And there's only one place where you can find all of that information. Well, I'll be damned, my brother in Christ. Where can we find that information? Matt Rice, I've been I've been dying to hear you tell us where we can find all of the tidbits, all the hot scoops, the hot off the presses. Uh, let me think we here. Is it uh uh is it the news? All right, and kicking off the news, as always, we have got John taking the podium. Let us know what is going on in the digital world of FFTCG. John, hit us with that Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Uh, let's see. Let me check my speech here. That was definitely. Do you actually prepared. have papers? And you're just something? shuffling. <laughs> Bro, I always. What are you talking about? They're my documents. That's amazing. It comes Brother, prepared. What? Are they laminated? Have you heard? No, no. I print a report every week. This is the State of the Union. This is prepared. This is. Come right, on, yeah. dude. What, what kind of budget do you think we're working with here? The quality of this dude? podcast has elevated greatly over the years. He, he I must feeds it all into an Excel spreadsheet and prints it out every time. <laughs> Look, dude, I, I get these. Are, this is still warm. That's how fresh this data is, dude. This is this oh, has been man. printed hot. Printed hot for you guys. So you know that this is nothing but facts are being spit into this microphone here. Um, right. So as I, as I check my very real documents that are related to the Octagon State of the Union, I can tell you that the state is good, man. Things are going well. Um, we addressed this a little bit um, before, yeah, in the before that doesn't exist in another another universe, <laughs> another timeline, yeah. Um, but I was talking a little bit about the diversity on the Octagon weeklies um, over the last month and a half or so, where we really didn't have the same archetype or the same player win twice for kind awesome. of like the last month and a half. Yeah, it's been a real smattering of different things. I mean, like between like Rainbow Gilgamesh decks to Avalanche to Joe cashing Monks in for another quick win, KP bringing Veristale. I mean, even some of these decks that we thought um, maybe the gas would run out on some of those. They're just just trying to see if they still work, and you know, wouldn't you know it? If anybody's going to prove it that they still do, it's these guys. But um. Yeah, man, it's just been really nice. We had uh, two fun weeks in a row because it took us a little bit to get Opus 16 up on the old octagon. So we Which, had, by uh, the way, this past Friday is when it was updated. Yes, correct? yep, just a couple days ago. So uh, we have had a title format event, and we had a singleton format last week, which oh. was pretty interesting. The players voted for that one pretty overwhelmingly over the options of like L six or, uh, so, or title or constructed. Go ahead. For Final Fantasy, can it still be called EDH? But can they call it Elder Dragoon Highlander? Well, there Whoa. it is. Perfect. We've solved it. Uh, there it is. There it is. I'll be here all week. That's right. So yeah, we we had the Highlander or a singleton format basically uh, for the uninitiated. That just means everybody could only have one copy of any card in their deck. Everything's restricted to one. Uh, you know, insert your Sophie jokes here. Uh, basically, um, players were really excited to deck build for that one. It was kind of cool because it's the kind of thing that you never build a deck for. It's not even really exactly. an official side event. 
So that was nice, but now I cannot wait for this Wednesday to see what everybody's got uh, cooked up now that Opus 16 is finally in Octagon. The, the gates are open, and uh, yeah, people are have definitely been tinkering and toggling, Chris. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I will definitely be in the booth with you on Wednesday to see what people are swinging with out of the gates. Um, but one thing I did notice, um, you know, we did have a, a short lived shadow meta a 15.5 because of the mm-hmm. 10 starter deck that came out um didn't really have much of an impact that i saw and and i attribute that to, to some of the cards in this new set i think are pretty important to those archetypes yeah um yeah i, I just didn't really see much it was that um do you do you agree with you know that assessment or do you think just people really weren't messing with it all that much or i don't know there's a there's a lot to lot to unpack there i think but or maybe there isn't maybe i'm just over overthinking something I expected to see more of it for sure. I expected to see more of the wind water variant, just going kind of all in on Waka stuff, because um, that's what I'd kind of been playing since that started came out, and I've been having a lot of fun with that locally. Um, I expected people to be doing more Braska stuff and Mono Fire, etc. I mean, we saw one here or there, but yeah, I was actually really surprised that there wasn't more experimentation with that. I mean, when we talk about previous um, 0.5 metas, and I said maybe it's because it was one deck. Right, it's not like Avalanche yeah. and yeah, and that's fair. um, you know, Avalanche and Turks. Shinra. I don't know why I couldn't think of the other word, dude. Turks Shinra, yeah, either way, but um, <laughs> Avalanche and Avalanche and, yeah. but instead, I mean, it was a hundred cards or so, right? I mean, it was still a lot of cards. It was still kind of yeah. that that same number of unique starter cards, but maybe because all of them are keyed towards the same types of synergies that really right. really hard tribal push that mm-hmm. they don't open the door to as many different kinds of decks whereas Braska is kind of maybe the most universal of those guys and i think mm-hmm. that we're going to see Braska and lulu break out of that starter and start to see a lot of play starting with this set but yeah, I, I was agree. i was I interested that. that um that people weren't playing with that more i thought for sure i'd see more of it well, that's all right, though, because we're going to see all of it live and in color uh, on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be really exciting to see. Um, but, John, the, the excitement keeps rolling because, that you know, a new set coming out isn't the only thing that's got people just, you know, shouting to the mountaintop. Uh, John, the, the glorious return of organized play is uh, here. Um, finally. And I... I know I speak for all of us when I say that we are just just tickled shitless at its back. Yeah, that's and, the exact word. Those are the exact words, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been tickled that hard in my life, but, you know, here it is. Those are the words. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it so eloquently if I tried. Indeed. And, uh, and you know, it's it's we're glad that it's back because I think we were all getting a little... Well, here's, let me let me let me rephrase that. We knew it was coming back. It was just a matter of when. And uh, you know, you and I had talked about this previously, John. That you know, the fact that you know, Final Fantasy is just, it, it is a very small trading card game in the grand scheme of things. The fact that we were absent for two years and we're back and with official organized play, like that's a big oh, yeah. deal. It's wild Massive that we're still here. Yeah. yeah, games <laughs> like games that are bigger than this have died for less you yeah. know what i mean yeah. so kind the of fact that the game maintained itself in the green for two years is wild to me but yeah. you know here we are boys and we're back and we're back and, and that's absolutely huge and and also too you know I, we got to give a huge shout out to while while i don't think 
what am I trying to say here? I think the again, the game was doing well. People, the IP, I think, carries it in good ways. Had the community not stepped up, as and this game's always been a community-run game for the for for the most part. Um, had the community not really stepped up during the you know the pandemic, the game could have very easily disappeared out you know from organized competitive play. It could have just just kind of faded into obscurity as 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 a toy or as just some sort of you know other collectible. So you know both. Two, uh, you know, we've got two of those people here in, in, in on the cast, you know, right? You know, you doing the, you know, what was it? The League of Light, John having the Octagon Weekly. We had the um, the Xanarkin events that Rainy was doing. You had White Mage doing the Cure series. There was no shortage of community events to keep people engaged. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you know. Pat on the back for all you boys for that and well, gals. Thank you. Thank sir. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a lot of work. But, you know, it was like, uh, I mean, everybody knows that COVID was wild and, and there was a lot yeah. of problems with, you know, companies didn't know how to handle this stuff. People didn't know how to handle You know, there's all these mm-hmm. legal issues and it's like Square Enix, um, you know, hands essentially tied for, for over a year. And, yeah. um,. It's like, you know, I imagine they don't want to see it not do well, but, like, they can't do anything about it. So they're just kind of like, yeah. it's like the watcher, right? They just get to mm-hmm. observe and, like, oh, I hope it works out. And, um, you know, do what they can from, from the shadows here and there. But um, it, it really was like, hey, guys, do you want this to still be here? Uh, you know, it's dad keeping the car running. It's yeah. it's because let's it's be real. Just Product love. Was steady coming <laughs> it's, out. It's literally just love. That's the thing, yeah. you know. It, it's like, hey, you know, I'm here for you. I'll be here when you're ready. Um, we'll keep it going. And I always say to the people, as far as the weekly goes, that if people keep signing up and they want us to keep going, we'll keep going. And Chris, mm-hmm. they sign up every week, so here we are. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And, and and like I said, you know, product was steady coming out. So it's not like the game was put on hiatus. We're not coming back to Opus 11 again. We're come we're coming back to Opus 16 or mm-hmm. sorry, sorry. Emissaries of Light. Mm-hmm. Opus, 16. <laughs> Opus 16. Yeah, that's what I know think that... about too, right? It's like a third of the game's sets have released. Yeah. Without yeah. Any it's crazy play. to look back on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird to even think like. While it feels like forever, too, it doesn't feel like we're on the other side of this two-year gap that we just leapt over, right? We're like, yeah. okay, now these, these events are coming back. But I was saying to Chris is we've become so accustomed to, like, one to two 50-plus person events a year in our country. And now mm-hmm. we're going to have the, uh, uh, the – it's going to feel kind of crazy, I bet, to yeah. have, like, six Going in a row, back to five, it. six in yeah. a row. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I forget what it's like to have an event every month. Yeah. yeah, and and let's talk about it because we've got five here in North America, John. If you want to run down the list, um, it starts starts uh next month at a you know a store a, a new store belonging to a longtime old friend of the cast, uh, James Lockwood. Yeah, dude, the Haven Tabletop. So let's even talk about them for a second. Um, James and the team over at the Haven Games have been mm-hmm. so helpful in uh, providing some cool Final Fantasy X starter products for us to give away yes. in the title week and in our last fun week. Um, James really went above and beyond. I mean, I didn't even ask him to send anything. He said, could you give out these things as prizes? I said yes, and then he sent me more than we could have asked for. So, um, I mean, that that gave us the ability to raffle stuff to chat, mm-hmm. to give extra stuff away to people who, you know, stuck it out and played all their games but maybe didn't win. Um, yeah. 
it's just really neat to be able to pay a lot of that love and, and support forward. And that's really what James is doing. I mean, he's been there since day one and he's yeah. he's helped every single one of us, not only with prizes for our events, but with cards that we've needed to play, uh, advice, yeah. maybe even just updates on what's going on with the distributor side of things. I mean, James has been an invaluable resource for this community and uh, a, a great friend to both the team and to me. And um, I'm just super happy to to pay that forward back to him. And then he pays it forward back to us. And it's just this this really healthy, lovely cycle of uh, of support. And like you said, I mean, that's just that we, because of stores like that, we're able mm -hmm. to, <laughs> without a budget, <laughs> we're able to put on these events like League of Light or the RVA Weekly and still provide people with cool things to win because um, of the generosity of those stores. So I really appreciate exactly. that from him. Exactly. So with that being said, if you're not signed up for the first OP event at the Haven, what the fuck is wrong with you? Get on the website now. If there's tickets left, get on there. Sign up. Yeah, I think he said there. less than 40 left or something. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a lot of people in like a week. Yeah. We need to sell this bad boy out because I know I'm all signed up and ready to roll. I'll tell you what. I think that first day, it was like 50% of the tickets sold. It's just people are are hungry, dude. They're, they're so excited to get back to it. And also, I mean, they released the player list uh, mm -hmm. so far because I kind of made a joke about it. And then he just straight up posted the list. And mm -hmm. it's like, it's basically my friends list, dude. I feel like somebody got yeah. in there and just copied and pasted my friends list. They, <laughs> like there were literally, I counted, there were only 12 names on there. I don't just like immediately recognize. And I bet if they told me what their usernames were, I'd probably recognize half of them too. You know, you know the the first moment we walk into the Haven, it's it's gonna be a, a breath family of fresh air. Yeah, it's gonna be a family reunion. It's gonna feel great. You know? I've been traveling these past couple of years to events, but like, you know, this is something special. There's gonna be a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, and this will definitely be exciting for me because I, I honestly I haven't met really any of the new blood in the game, and uh, and I got I got to scratch that itch. Uh, you know, about a month and a half ago when I got to go down to Florida and visit Irving and Cody and uh, mm -hmm. Berkeley. So like I was like I can't wait to see literally everybody. Um, it'll also be cool to meet people for the first time as well because you know the old guard will be there. All these new uh, these new heads that I literally couldn't I could not point them out in a crowd. If you said oh that's this person, I'd be like who? <laughs> and, and not in a, and that's not a mean snarky thing. I just I just don't know these people. And I'm really excited to get to meet them. And Dude, I'm yeah, there are, that there are so many new players. It's it's great to see yeah. that we gained new players when we were worried about the game dying you know like yeah how huge is there that were, there was huge bro huge. it doesn't even make yeah. sense to someone like me i've never <laughs> seen some, you know back when i was in charge of the group i could see the numbers and like there were people joining all the time and finding out about the game and like at bahamut brawl mm -hmm. like three or four new players came up to me and i was like you know nice to meet you this is awesome to have new blood yeah it's sick it's yeah absolutely sick it's incredible dude to see people like come in when there's nothing going on and it uh -huh, makes me feel uh -huh. like dude when this they're stuff is there going from on, the heart of the game dude they're gonna feel yeah. like this excitement too that we're all feeling of everything coming back and when there's like coverage and all the content creation like the the big like the content creation engine is starting to just turn mm -hmm. and yeah. hum in the dark right just like like, like the gears are slowly turning dude. exactly bro and it's just um 
it's really, really something to to see it all kick back in because you know what everybody was saying it, it was like hopium for two years, right? Like, like oh please, oh it'll all come back though. It'll like everybody will be back as soon as they turn the lights back on. You know, it'll it, uh, it'll be exciting. You know, no worries, kind of thing. And uh, it's good to know that's <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's so, go down the list. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about the it. locations, the 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 prizing. You know, every, let's talk about it. Yeah, so these are the Final Fantasy TCG 2022 re-raise event series. Um, the key art is the art of Vaughn that's on the Dual Legend Fire Water uh, Sky Pirate card that has seen a Wind lot water. of light. Fire, fire Water. Oh my god! Oh my god! Wind Water, guys! I'm so excited about this new Vaughn. Do you do you hear it already <laughs> slipping into my? Um, oh, shit, we already leaked it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited about this it's new one. It's coming out of my page. Um, no, so it's the <laughs> the Windwater, the Windwater Legend Vaughn. I should know. Um, Windwater Legend Vaughn that has seen a lot of play in Sky Pirates lately. Uh, he's that key art on the playmat and on sleeves. Chris, we are getting some Sick. Masters style sleeves about damn time. Oh, I think they might I'm even so say ready. Masters out of I don't care. It's going to be they it's going to be sick. Um, and we're getting those sleeves, those playmats, and the promo is a full art Amaterasu promo that is stamped with Event 2022. Um, Man, yeah, that I mean, alone, whew. the Amaterasu alone is worth going because that's what a thirty, like a, a regular ass non foil Amaterasu. Yeah. You can't find less than like twenty eight bucks. Yeah, like, I picked can't it up emphasize off the street. how much of a home run this this promo decision here is. Like everybody needs this card. They're so expensive. It's going to be meta probably forever. And the fact that it's an entry promo is just like Grand Slam, home run. And it yeah, really goes like, to show Square Enix is paying attention to the game and you love to see it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would tell anybody new getting into the game, the first play set of cards you should probably pick up is Amaterasu. <laughs> and yeah. also, d- quick disclaimer, you know, and I, I was telling John, like, I completely regret not buying more than one playset for 35 cents a piece when they came out um so i, I literally only <laughs> have my playset and that's it. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. um but i guess i said all that to say this my my promo will be for sale trade whatever I don't need to <laughs> is what i'm getting at send so, all inquiries to rba returners at gmail.com <laughs> that's right that's right so it's uh that is up for grabs for sure um because i don't need it um, yeah but let's run through the list of uh, yeah, locations here um so we're starting it off like you said in may we're kicking things off at um at james store at the haven games haven. down in florida and i mean I, all three of us are going to be there you should be there it's going to be awesome i can't wait and uh, it seems like james is really doing a lot to make sure that that is a really cool kickoff event all, for the, all my pto got approved today oh that's excellent dude oh, man. Oh, i man. love hearing that i love hearing that all right, so then next up we've got, um, I'm sorry, is it June or July for Texas? June. June for June. Texas, okay. That's what I thought they were next. So that's going to be at the local game store in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one where I know that that community has been clamoring for, like, please send some event down our way. They've had a scene. They've Forever. had a, a vocal scene in the NA group asking for some attention for a long time. And uh, I, I think it's pretty cool that they finally got one. Texas is a very central location. It's very popular place to have regionals for other card games so i think that's yeah, kind of fair. a standard one for people to see um mm-hmm. and yeah i think that that one is uh also thankfully that store seems to be paying attention to and taking some feedback from the community as far as um 
as far as they had like an initial announcement about things maybe seeming like they were kind of all in one day or whatever. And I know people have been giving some feedback on that. So um, that's kind of more information is coming out about that online. Then we have July is going to be uh, Portland, right? Omaha. Uh, Omaha. July See, I don't have the list in front of me, guys. What? It looks like you guys do. Uh, what? Yeah. Dot com. Legendary Wolf Games in Omaha is going to be in July. Yeah, so that's uh, that's going to be cool because those guys actually held the R3 and R4, right? Both of them yep. events. So they were kind of one of the stores, uh, of course, together with James from Tabletop. Uh, we're seeing a common theme here, right? These are stores that kind of held events through and helped things go through those two years where we didn't absolutely. have any events. So that's going to be two ambassadors too. for the people. Yeah, absolutely. Then, okay, so now we're on... August, August and now Portland. it's Portland. Okay, cool. Yep. August is going to be in Portland, Oregon at Epic PDX. They're the people who held the. I think we landed on what was it? Water. The water. It was the water cups, crystal I think cup. Is what they've done. God, so many years ago now. But yes, they had the water crystal cup. Um, I really enjoyed my time out there at that crystal cup. That was a lot of fun. That was one of the ones that um, I went to with Alex and Dan. And we just uh, we loved the trip. It was really cool. The store was pretty neat. They had a lot of people up there that I didn't usually get a chance to play against or get to see. They have a cool scene up there. So I'll probably be going to that one because that's uh, relatively inexpensive to fly to Portland. Mm -hmm. And then the last one I will absolutely be going to, and I strongly encourage everybody to attend as well. I signed up for that one today. Hell yeah. Gamers Heaven in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Finally, this store is a really nice game store. A lot of yes. cool amenities, a lot of space. You can flex your legs, stretch your legs. You know, oh, you, the got, chairs. You, the can, chairs. you got big fancy uh, like computer chairs instead of these like little folding things that hurt your ass or that break while you're playing or, you know, somebody stole from you and you got to go find There's... someone somewhere else in the store and bring it <laughs> over. Definitely to you executive and... boardroom chairs. Like yeah. you're just like, you feel like you are making major decisions for the good of the company <laughs> while you're, while you're there just slinging some cardboard. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, those guys have had a staunch group of competitive players that yep. they have sent off to Nats and even Worlds to represent yep. uh, North America. So I think it's awesome that they're finally going to get an event there. And then I get to drive back up to uh, the old Northeast and into the stomping grounds and see the crew. I'll tell you, mm -hmm. we um, we never really get any kind of Crystal Cup in uh, the Northeast ever since Boston. And I think mm -hmm. everybody fondly remembers Boston. It's a, it's a good crew in that area, man. And they uh, they're going to be excited to have another event for sure. Yeah, this is exciting. And what I, what I do like, um, clearly this is, you know, the return to organized play, but it's, def it's definitely more, it feels more baby-stepped. You know, it's sure. uniform globally. We're not diving right back into to petite cups, crystal cups, LQs, Winter cups, like, masters. Right. Cups, yeah. These, these events don't have a, there's no road to Nats right now. There's no road to Worlds, clearly, because, you know, we're, they're, they're still, they're still, things going on in the world but what i do love about this is that north like what north america has is what the rest of the world has which i think is really cool yeah prize wise at least that's finally that's kind of nice right like yeah. i mean it, it happens all the time we just saw it what today right they announced mm -hmm. the the masters uh deck box and play mat or whatever it is that we're not going to get you know, yep. of course. They, they're constantly getting something. They're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, we gave you too much." Yeah, they're constantly getting stuff. I mean, how many different uh, sleeves from this game that are some of the coolest sleeves are Masters sleeves, right, Chris? Oh yeah, You're paying you know like fifty bucks for a pack of sleeves. <laughs> and what do we get? YRP. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, 
Yeah, it's just nice to be like, oh, look, we're all going to get this stuff. Especially yeah. the Amaterasu's. It's just like really, really cool to see that be uh, global. Yeah, I mean, that puts like, what, another thousand Amaterasu's into the world or something? Yeah, or right. You, uh, you figure there's a hundred at each of those events and there's yeah. yeah at least ten events. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That should definitely make that card a lot more. It's it, it's I mean, it's what like Shantoto used to be, right? It used to be that well, that thirty, forty dollar card that yeah, but at least, but it, Amaterasu, like you always need the playset. You never mm-hmm. necessarily needed a full playset of Shantoto. Some decks did. Some decks you could get away with one or two, one or two. But like Amaterasu, it's like you're you're not playing less than three of that card, really. Yeah, if you're in for a penny or for a pound on that guy. Exactly, exactly. But it's really cool. We're all excited. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see everybody there. Um, but you know. The first we all we know the the what's it called the first event in Florida is standard constructed. Mm-hmm. We know the event in Pennsylvania in September is going to be two deck constructed, uh, standard two deck constructed. But John, by then the next set will be out. So yeah. I'm segueing right into some of the reveals we've got from the next set. Does the next set have a name? Do we know what this is called? It does have a name. I will find it for you. Give me one second. It is called. I got the it. You know, research and all that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rice. You go ahead. Right. Okay. 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 Ready? Resurgence of power. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, not just that. It's resurgence of. They're adding some new rarities. We got the return of dual element cards. There's a lot getting ready to be happening in this new set. So let's 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 talk about. It. Let's dive into um, th- these new. I guess are, are they new rarities or are they just more like chase cards? Kind so of? I mean, it is. They're going to be the three legacy cards are not going to be a new rarity, but they're going to be a new type of card, a parallel promo. Okay. Um, so the three legacy cards and resurgence of power are going to be cards that already exist in a new art as a full art legacy card. So That's it's awesome. going to be the Dark Legend Sephiroth forward from Opus Eleven. He's okay. going to be one of them. It's going to be the starter cloud from the same set. And th- that's the 2CP um, cloud pod cloud. guy. Nice. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, the... It's Aerith, right? I'm sorry. Yep. Opus, yeah. 8, Opus Aerith. 8 Aerith Legend. Yeah. Okay. Opus 8 Aerith Legend, the wind one that receives 2,000 less damage from summons and abilities, has Minwoo text, and when it dies, you activate all your backups. So... Those three cards are going to be in parallel art for so they're going to have a, a mono art for all three of them and be full art mm-hmm. cards. So that'll be interesting. Um, I really like the idea of like this parallel special a mono full art rarity, especially because mm-hmm. the way that they do the underprint on those cards really makes them pop out. Like the yes. the Lena from this, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's um, got legs. Yeah, but it, it's like. I don't know. I think maybe some of the choices on those cards were a little strange. Um, well, they're definitely all in on seven in this next set again. It mm-hmm. seems. Yeah. Well, the resurgence of seven is is really what <laughs> yeah, we're having here. Well, uh, it's the twenty fifth anniversary. Boys. It's always Come something, on. bro. It's always something. Especially now, now that we have the, um, we're basically billing the DLC as its own thing here. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And who knows? God knows when Final Fantasy sixteen will be out. So. Indeed, something. and uh, 
And speaking of, you know, seven and DLC, we, the the next rarity is like these these signature cards. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that's not the official name, but they're signature cards. Yeah, some kind of a special rarity, right? Yeah, um, I don't think we quite have an official name for it yet, as there's only one right now. There is. Potentially more. There is. This is just for when RB is listening to this cast, and it's like, yes, there is. I said it in a comment somewhere. I know there is. I know there is, <laughs> RB. Don't message me. I know. There's an official name for it. I just don't know what it is. I just don't remember. But there, yep. <laughs> there is one. But yeah, it's um, it's going to be these. They have a signature. Chris just stamped right on there. Love it. Yeah, we got to. Uh, and I guess it's the it's from whichever artist did the card. Incorrect. Or is somebody specific. That's so. Who, <laughs> wow, no, that's guy. what I'm asking. Who's uh? Who is do who? Who? What signatures are on these cards? Oh, Chris, man, that would make or, a whole lot of know? sense, wouldn't it? If it was uh, if it matched the art, but no, the art is key art for um, for the Integrate game. So that's Roberto Ferrari, a name that you might not be familiar with the guy, but probably familiar with reading the name on the bottom of a couple cards. Um, and uh, the signature is Tetsuya Nomura's. So. There's a little bit of a disconnect there, um, but Nomura obviously involved with designing all these characters originally, sure. and the aesthetic um, for all of them, I'm sure, and all of their representations, and uh, obviously a collectible name, a recognizable signature. So I think that's kind of the angle they're going for there. Yeah, that, that's fine. I, th- I think that definitely it's a slight disconnect because it's a card, and we're you know we're looking at art. But when there's any sort of involvement in the the IP, I think. Um, you know, be it a voice actor, uh, someone who worked on the game, or mm-hmm. again the artist for the card, or you know, artist for the game itself. I think I think that's fine, but that's really cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, we see a lot more diversity in that moving forward. I'm sure, and again, I'm sure we will. Yeah, you gotta love the. Um, they've deleted like an extra layer from the card, so now mm-hmm. there's just no element, and this is a little John, wild. What element to me. is that, Yuffie? By the way, I don't know, uh, bro. She costs. <laughs> she costs five units. <laughs> units yes, of what? I don't units know, bro. Units of stress is what I'm experiencing right now because she calls five glip glorps. It's just very frustrating. Um, we we do this thing here. here I'm just gonna say my little piece of this. So we could move on. Um, I don't understand how we have a new Titus and Yuna dual element card coming out in the anniversary set, and it's supposed to be this beautiful, gorgeous full art. And the the purpose of the full art is to display as much art as possible and as little extra card stuff as possible, right? Um, but we went ahead and we put on the full art card in, you know, nice big gold letters, wind slash water, as if people couldn't already tell from the crystal on the top left that has the little balls denoting that it is wind and water. Um, we typed that right on the card. So we added text, right? We added a layer to the full art card. And then immediately following that decision, we have removed a critical important error <laughs> layer <laughs> from the card. So now not only did we not stamp on this card, it doesn't say anywhere on it wind or anything like that. And we also got rid of the crystal. So I don't understand. Are we trying to make this clearer for people? Because there's obviously a an issue that they had identifying by the crystal alone. Or are we just trying to, I don't know, just... Just... It, it almost <laughs> seems like a gross overcorrection. Like people yeah. are like, when water shouldn't be on that, and they're like, well, fuck you, we're taking everything off the car. I guess, dude. Look, there's time to put the crystal back. Please don't fuck this one up and just put yeah, the wind crystal that. behind the five. That's all you got to do. And this card is pretty banging looking. Easy peasy. I don't think anybody disagrees. And if you're like, well, we do at Square Enix, well, change your opinion. 
That's all I got to say on that. And, um, obviously, obviously, the text on that Yuffie has been revealed. Yeah. Uh, Rice, did anybody have it pulled up? I have it pulled up. No, we want to go sure. over it. Of course you do. Uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Hit us, to, dude. I always like to review it. She's a 5CP win forward from Category whoa, 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 7. Whoa, 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 Are you whoa, sure? Whoa, Is she whoa, win? Whoa. Do we know she's win? I know she's win. Whether or not John wants to accept that, that's on him. No, bro. You're inferring <laughs> that it's wind. Where does it say on the card, bro? Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. We hope it's a wind forward. Yes. But uh, <laughs> she's got 9,000 power. She is a ninja, of course. Uh, she has haste. When Yuffie attacks, activate all the forwards you control. Until the end of your opponent's turn, Yuffie right. gains 1,000 power, and Yuffie cannot be chosen by your opponent's summons or abilities. Pretty what cool effect that, that the, the hexproof lasts for longer than just one phase. And then her yeah. S ability, S, two, wind, and dull, choose any number of forwards, divide 24,000 damage amongst them as you like. That's a big number, friends. I think it's kind yeah. of funny that they were like, they obviously looked at this old S ability that Yuffie had. They're like, hey, splitting up this damage was kind of cool. <laughs> and they're like, but 6,000 or right? I think it was literally 6,000, something like that. They're like, it's just such a silly small number, dude. And then somebody like, like, all right, well, why don't you just plug this into the current formula? Like, what would this have to be? <laughs> what would it have to be to be desirable? And the guy just comes back yeah. and he's like, 24,000. Infl <laughs> Inflation really affected uh, Yuffie's ass. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Who are you telling? Yeah. Um, Hey, it's a cool card. I don't think that the Ninja crew out there is sold on a Yuffie yet, so maybe this is uh, an interesting Ninja ad. Um, I like the Yuffies more that have some kind of synergy with the seven cards. I don't know. Maybe this will have... Uh, you would assume this would have some kind of synergy with Sonon, the other main character from uh, Intergrade. Maybe he does who, some who kind of... Who has also been revealed is the Earth Lightning Dual Element card that is also the, the box the topper box of topper, Resurgence yeah. of Power. Yep. Yeah, so maybe he does some kind of cool uh, Yuffie thing. I don't know. Um, as of right now, I will say the, the the only thing that's really getting people excited about this card is uh, it, it's cool new rarity in that signature. Absolutely. You'll, you'll see that thing in slabs very quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But like we said, there's PSA, a lot of cool one. element cards. Exactly. Yeah. There's a... Yeah. God damn it. There's a... <laughs> So we got some more dual element cards are coming back in this set, and we've seen some art on stuff, but no text on cards. Mm -hmm. There's also another two player starter set on the horizon as well. We got a Noctis versus Arden uh, deck, which I believe the um, the what the Noctis side is the boys who are what what are they lightning and um no are they wind are they wind earth it's wind mistaken? it is wind earth it looks like we yeah, only see right. the earth crystal on the Noctis, but the art for the boys is wind, so I assume yeah. it's wind earth, yeah. And then it's fire lightning. Fire lightning. That's right for the Arden side, which is cool. I, I'm I'm all about these two player sets. They've proven that. I mean, every single one of these two player starters that they put out has just been an absolute home run. Yeah, starters are insane in this game. There's there's always playable cards coming out of those decks. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, that'll be really exciting to see. And these are cards that we're going to see come come Pennsylvania or hell even Portland. What is the current job of Gladios and Prompto and stuff? Uh, big homie. It's not retainer currently, is it? No, uh, or it might be. Uh, let me look, dude. Uh, I've I'm, literally I'm got it a... up right now. It is. Uh, it yeah, is. Prompto wow. is retainer. Okay. Sure is. Yep. Wow. All right. Yeah, it is retainer. Okay. Cool. So he does work with them. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that job before, and turns out I'm wrong. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, so that's neat. That the I, I mean, we can only see a little bit of text for these cards, so I don't want to try and spend too much time or speculate on them. But it looks like the Noctis is some kind of EX burst that searches for retainers. Um, and then he has an ability that triggers when a wind or earth forward other than him enters the field. So obviously he just does something every time one of the boys uh, comes into play. And then Arden looks like he's just uh, got some inherent brave. He's got some kind of when a forward is put from the field and, uh, you know, blah, 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 but probably into the break zone, you know, some, some kind of trigger when people die. Um, and he's got some kind of cool looking S ability there. So I don't know exactly what these cards are going to do, but um, like you guys said, always playable cards in these. So I'm sure both of these guys are just going to be gas. Definitely. So that'll be really exciting to see, you know, when that stuff comes out. But, you know, kind of let's rewind it back to current. You know, that's in the future. That's new shit. We don't have to worry about that yet. Right now, we got to worry about Opus 16, a.k.a. Emissaries of Light, just released this past Friday. Um, and that's, we're going to use that to kind of segue into our main topic. And we're going to go ahead and talk about Opus 16. Now we're not going to do a full set review. There are quality set reviews out there now. Um, you know, Alex Hancock has put out his initial document, which, uh, I love to read on the shitter when that comes out. That is my shitterature for <laughs> Keister Sunday. Um, you can have that dude. Uh, you, I, I know that I that was it. a, that was a first for you. I wish I could capture the Beautiful. reaction. The shitterature on the on the cast yesterday, but I'm it glad that beautiful. it stuck with you enough to stick the landing on that today. It did because it's always very insightful. Uh, just a good initial impressions from a, you know from a top notch you know a former world champion. Uh, Eureka and Travis Pfeiffer have put out their set review. Uh, the YYT gang have put out their set review. So there are there is no shortage of places to review initial impressions of the entire set. So that's not what we're here for. What we're going to do is talk about some key cards that really got our jeans good and snug in the front um, in this set. And Rice, we're going to go ahead and start with you. We're going to go through each element. Uh, we're each going to pick a card, kind of talk about it. And um, and then after we talk about the cards we like, we're going to talk about some decks that we're tinkering with. So um, we're just going to dive right in. So Fire. Rice, we know you love some Fire. What's a, <laughs> car, what's, what's a card that's really got you really got you going nuts? uh fire element um hard by the way because there are there's all, this like, is there's such so a many banger of cards. a set that yeah every element has so many playables when you count all the playable <laughs> cards that are like a three out of five and above or whatever whatever mm -hmm. your line of playability is this set has so many of them this was mm -hmm. the hardest Agreed. you know top card list i've ever had to do but <laughs> i'm gonna start things off with my boy onion knight um out of fire like element card. and uh yeah i just love this card you know, everybody hates black belts, but this one's pretty good. I think it really emphasizes the hellbent, you know, having no cards in hand aspect of fire that, you know, hasn't really been fully explored mm -hmm. yet. So, you know, sometimes a four CP 8K draw two cards is a hell of a piece of cardboard. And uh, I've just really been enjoying this card and literally every deck I put it in. So I don't think this card ever, you know, doesn't warrant a slot or warrant consideration at all. Absolutely, and uh, you, you've made Adam Duncan's day because uh, he is real big on this Onion Knight <laughs> as well. And it's a it's a good card, right? It's got a relevant job, mm -hmm. um, two relevant, relevant jobs. color, yeah, yeah, two relevant jobs, absolutely, in a relevant color. And I love uh, the tricks you can do with this guy for sure. You can, you know, it comes into play. You can, you know, whatever, because it's not a, the discard too. It's not an if you do. Yep. If oh, it was, if we I would probably wouldn't be going over this card. But the <laughs> exactly. fact that draw two. You know, 90% of the time is just re really great card. 
Exactly. So I, I think it's an excellent card, and I, I I agree with you. I think it will see play. Um, John, what about you? What's the card that's got you all, all uh, you know all hot and bothered? Bro, it had me so hot and bothered that I said it incorrectly earlier. Um, oh. So it's funny because I, it's like it's a boring answer, and I know it is, but it's just I got to speak my truth, Chris. Yeah. Um, that I'm so excited about this fire bond because I am. Yeah. Um, I love deck building, and when there's a card like the dual element Moogles, those unlocked so many avenues for splashes and yeah. interesting deck building and cool techs and just real neat creativity that you could bring to decks all of a sudden. And when Philo was spoiled, I became a Sky Pirate gamer overnight, brother. It was just mm -hmm. like I, I had already been tinkering with Sky Pirates and Opus 14. Um, and I was sold as soon as I saw a wind backup that could tap for water and could make all my other wind backups tap for water. I mean, that was such a powerful ability to me. And all of it, I started thinking of the mono windex where you splash blue cards and this and that and the other thing. And uh, I'll tell you what, when they spoiled this Vaughn, I didn't even read a damn word on the card, dude. I was yeah. just like, holy shit. The very first thought in my mind was this guy taps for wind and water. Right, I like reread Philo. Triome. Exactly, Vaughn becomes a literal triumph for again for uh, for the non Magic players out there. It just means he taps for for three different elements. Man, he is here to provide fire, water, or wind on demand as long as Philo is out, and he's got two relevant abilities. I mean, he's got a three K enter, which is pretty much what Fran's doing, and and that is relevant all the time. If you've played mm -hmm. Sky Pirates, you know that that is more relevant than you ever would thought it would ever would have thought it would be. Um, and if you've cast a couple more cards that turn, well, he just go ahead and he'll jack that up to a free kill on anything AK or smaller for you. And that's really nice because that's easy to hit in those decks. I mean, yeah, it's a backup, so it's usually not your, you know, late cast in the turn. But, you know, he does definitely hit that situation a non-zero amount of times. And then, you know what, you're filling your deck with three of these because the backup consistency and that synergy with the dual element is so important. Well, you're not punished for that either because he's got an S ability where you can just go ahead and cash in another copy of this guy for 7K to a forward, and that's a great rate. So I think that uh, this Vaughn, yep. he, he is just a really cool card. He's going to see more and more play as the you know three-color decks become more and more consistent, and I just think he's such a neat piece. I agree, and I, I, think, he was, I, I think he was a reason why, me personally, I wasn't even looking at the 10 stuff because I was like, I want to play a Sky Pirate backup line in the in that starter deck because now I can kind of build it how I want to build it, and not and, mm -hmm. and not have to worry about my mana not being clean. Yeah, like you know I'm I mean? so excited for Braska, but I just kept him on the side until this Vaughn was printed yeah. so I could play with it because I knew it was coming. And um, yeah, I just really I'm excited about what that deck can do. So absolutely, and uh, for for me though, John, like Fire's been really really hard because there's a lot of there's a lot of Chris Adams cards in this oh, set yeah. for Fire. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm very very torn, and you know I've been I've been zeroed in on the Ramza for a while, but um I, I think that card's good, but I think honestly the more I look at it, the more I read it, I might have to I'm gonna give the nod to my man Morrow. I think Morrow mm -hmm. is just such a just an insanely good card. He's got he's got the loot, and, and not just I think he's not just really good in constructed. I think he's also a really good card to pull in limited, right? Like he makes you know when you're in limited, you're you're kind of forced into multiple colors. He just makes attacking so much easier and so much cleaner in those decks if you need to if you find yourself in a situation where you have to party. And uh, now we talked about this before, John. There's a lot of there's a lot of oops, my guy's hitting you for a lot of extra damage and fire in this.
Seth Rollins yeah. is going to hit you twice. Mm-hmm. Squall's going to hit you twice. Fucking Morrow, if he's at damage five, he just forms a party and turns sideways. That's a point of damage right off the bat. Yeah, so. it seems that there's a lot of um, alternative ways to deal either an extra attack's worth of damage or like deal direct damage in this set. Um, it's a really interesting angle that they're clearly pushing. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely gonna have to go Morrow. Um, again, love Squall, love Ramza, love Luneth, love Saul. Like, there's there there this this set is full of just Chris Adams cards. But yeah. Morrow having the built-in haste, um, you know, be, letting your forwards party with any element, and then the fact when he forms a party, you get to start doing some looting. Get that get that extra light card out of your hand. Get two fresh peels. Get that get that dead card out of your hand. Get two fresh peels. Like that's that's so good. And the fact that. He had the built-in haste means that he's ready to he is ready to fucking party. Oh, he's he ready is. to party, bro. That's, that is for <laughs> absolutely. sure. Absolutely. He's a party absolutely. animal, brother. He is. He absolutely is. So, you know, again, what what we were saying is specifically with fire overall, there are so many playable cards in this element. We should have just said John like like last time. What fire cards weren't Playable. Dude, the, the list quicker. of fire cards I wasn't excited about was much shorter. I just remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. like I, I can't, we didn't even talk about. It's funny because it's like you almost feel like everybody leaves. Like, well, squall is such an obvious one. Like, I'll pick something else and let somebody else do squall. Yeah. It's just like, well, we, none of us mentioned him. Dude, squall's insane. All right, <laughs> like, yeah. like squall has been a card over and over again. We were just cubing last night, and uh, the the squall is just such a beater. Like, yeah. he just has this inevitability to him, and. Um, and I and our boy Soul that. can just fucking play him from your hand for free with a crystal, right? Yeah, I have to apologize to the listeners at home who think that they're getting Facebook messages. I muted my tab. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody checking their phone, dude. Sorry, my bad. It won't happen again until it happens in a couple minutes. Yeah, dude. There's just so much going on in Fire Squall's a beater, and like I, I again, I, I keep zeroing in on Ramza because it's like, man, we just saw a card like this in the Legend spot in the last set more or less with Furion. Yeah. A little, I mean, bit, uh, a little bit different, but Roms is like, I'm going to be bigger and I'm going to hit you fucking twice. Roms is like, I'm him, but better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like the differences between them that like the things that Furion does better, you don't care about. And the thing that Roms yeah. does better are great. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. Roms is a really strong card. Um, and fire is, it's like angry, but it's angry this set with like this efficiency. I really like. I feel like the yes. really angry fire stuff hasn't been pushed in a good way in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a lot of like efficient removal fire stuff. This is just like I'm a I'm an angry fire guy, dude. I'm coming. I'm I'm fast. I'm coming in. I might hit you twice. We are turning sideways, That's and there's right. nothing you can do about it. That's yeah. right. We're turning sideways and looking at the ceiling and saying, fucking deal with it. You better have the answer. Again, Chris Adams cards. Mm-hmm. So now we're moving into my favorite you know, element to combine with fire. And uh, <laughs> boys, ice is back on the menu. It sure is, <laughs> dude. Uh, so Rice, we're gonna, uh, John, we're going to leave with you this time, actually. What is an ice card that's just... Mm, just mwah, the chef's kiss. What you what? What are you thinking? Oh my goodness, brother! So I'm a Final Fantasy Eleven simp as it is, but I mean oh, nobody needs me energy. to say nobody needs me to say it. It's Shantoto, dude. A oh stupid good God. fucking card. Shantoto huh? is so good. Shantoto just gives ice this thing it never has. Where like, dude, with ice it was Couple always like it 
well ice ice was always like a pick two out of three like good things about this card like you know the card's gonna have to have some kind of defect like you you can't max mm-hmm. out your character's stats it's just not how it works it's something's gonna have to give and it would always just be like you'd have this ice card that's like oh i, I do this cool enter ability oh i don't freeze a guy i might discard a card on attack but i'm a 4 cp 7k so it's like yep. it, it was always just this weird like this perceived value of the discard or of whatever ice is doing that would kind of drag the power level of these cards down and it always made duke larg like so important way back when ice was was running around and now we see shantoto comes and she's just she starts off on rate right four cp 8k if your opponent has one card or less in their hand it costs three less so it only costs one and this comes up frequently enough but it's literally yeah yeah. all the time and it's just extra like you'd play this without that and that just Mm -hmm. makes it even better right then Mm -hmm. when it enters the field you just choose a character in your discard pile and add it to your hand this is enormous for ice this is such a Mm -hmm. boring sounding ability but people are playing kusith to do the same thing you're you're literally paying an extra card and kusith just goes into the aether that's it it's gone it just got you the card back instead for some card disadvantage right and short mm-hmm. of a deck where casting the summon gives you some kind of benefit you it was just a strict card disadvantage in order to improve your card quality right but shantoto mm-hmm. becomes a 4 cp ak so you know just absolute standard body and the ak body is a pretty relevant thing to just throw out there on the field and you get that effect of getting that card back to hand so as if all of that wasn't enough. Yeah, we're she, not even yeah. done talking about her yet. Jesus She's got Christ. that hand trap ability, man, where it's just a mm-hmm. ice, one CP, and a crystal. So two CP total, usually just an ice card from hand. And then Shantoto from hand and one crystal. And you get to dull all of your opponent's forwards. I mean, well, excuse me, this hiccup into a burp combo. Was, speaking <laughs> of combo... Uh, you can take this <laughs> Shantoto and you can combine this with, you know, these other hasty guys or just some, some smaller ice forwards to close out a game, scoot all your opponent's yeah. forwards out of the way. You can also use this defensively um, to buy yourself some more time and, and really blow out one of your opponent's big attack turns, especially with all these fire guys who are trying to party and get all these triggers mm-hmm. on attack. Um, so I think the Shantoto is a card that, you know, we read it and it seemed good. We played it and it seemed better. And it just keeps getting better and better the more uh, I tinker and toggle with it. So I, I really like this card. I think this is what Ice needed to be yes. relevant, and um, it's awesome. I agree. I agree. Rice, what about you? What's an Ice card that's got your jeans good and snug? Um, I'll try and go for a sleeper pick here, as we could. I don't think anybody can not say Chantoto's like a five out of the five. I know. Like a, oh, big, clearly. A, bit, a big reason that Ice is. I had to talk back. about her, brother. I had to. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. You know better you than any of us non-11 players but um <laughs> i'm gonna go a little deeper with this one on a card i think is a little slept on and maybe people didn't read it all the way um is ykt 63 fucking um, I, war machine i just love this card man three cp break anything if they have one or less mm-hmm. and the filter effect is just great and ice like ice didn't really have much card um you know economy or mm-hmm. value off of cards once they've played them and just for one CP, I get to look at the top two. Like, that's incredible. And uh, I think Ice is a element that has great monster synergy already. And, like, how yeah. long did Ice, how long were Ice players forced to play Sid August? You know, and now this card comes along and it does a little bit better of a job at breaking mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. the downside of this card, even if they have a full hand, it's still a dull freeze. You know, you could top deck this card or search a monster and swing it for a point of damage. So. 
I'm just really obsessed with this card. I think it's great monster support. Everybody's dying for monster support. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love this card. I think a lot of people read this and thought maybe autopilot it had they had to have zero in hand, but no, this is definitely one or less cards in hand, and it breaks something. Yeah, it's um, a big punish. I think that's great with cards like Unaleska that just came out or even Scale Toad. Like mm-hmm. your opponent's gonna be a one or less in hand very often for this card to just break a break something. Yeah, I mean, and it's a clean non-dull break either, right. which is yeah, huge. Which yeah. Ice has struggled with access to. I mean, and even think about this one, right? Your opponent's already in the sweet spot for the Toto. You play your Shantoto for one CP and you get that character back from discard pile. You're like, well, yeah, I'll just go get the old YKT since they're sitting here at one card in hand. Yeah, I've seen this card break so many forwards. I'm just a huge fan, you know. Obviously, Shantoto's uh, a grand slam for everyone, but I think this is my second favorite ice card this yeah, set. I'm here for it, man. You've convinced me. I love <laughs> Shantoto calling in the Sentinels just to fucking finish off the job. I love it. I love oh goodness. It. Uh, but, uh, how about but mine, you, Chris? So, well, y'all are talking. Y'all are talking long term. Me, I like to get in them guts quick and fast. And there is no other card that says I'm gonna do it than fucking Laswell. Can oh, we my talk goodness. about just the the evolution of? Yeah. We remember a card comparison. like Genesis? Yeah, remember <laughs> yeah. a card like Genesis, who was for a while was on the chopping block of being like broken? Now he's unplayable because you have a card like Laswell that comes in for cheaper and just the Genesis can't even shine this guy's shoes. Like he's doing what Genesis did, but better. So he's coming in, he's choosing a carry. Well, not just with him, when he comes Get in. Get out of my way, or old another man. Kn- <laughs> right. He comes in or another knight. Forward, backup, doesn't matter. A job knight comes into play. Choose a character, ball and freeze it. Then at the end of the turn, if a knight attacked this turn, they're discarding a card. So he doesn't necessarily have to be the one to turn sideways, like Genesis had to. And and you don't even have to connect. You just yeah. turn him sideways or a knight sideways. And they're losing a card at the end of the turn. So literally he's done everything that Genesis was doing, but better. And him in conjunction with a lot of these cards we've been talking about, Ramza, you know, I think Agrius is a fucking, just an ungodly ass beater too. Um, just all of these night synergies, Delita, um, and in water, you've got, you know, Beatrix, you know, you've got, let's see, what other, uh, Ovelia. You know, Steiner, uh, Ovelia, there's so mm-hmm. many, you know, in Lightning, you've got your suite of Ramzas, like imagine yeah. playing Turns Laswell. Turns out Knight is a pretty good job to have in this game, especially yep. this set. Mm-hmm. absolutely and laswell is definitely the backbone of that and just he's 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 a card that's going to that gets very annoying very quickly yeah he's oh, easy yeah. to remove but he becomes an immediate you've got to kill him but then when he's like standing behind a card like charlotte where it's like oh well fuck now you're gonna play laswell dolan freeze a character you're gonna play charlotte dolan freeze another character you can choose backup so now you fucking time walked your opponent at that point if this is early game and they just can't get rid of Laswell now. They've got to get rid of Charlotte, which she's kind of sticky in her own right because she's going to take two less damage. So I feel like what you're paying to remove them is going to cost you more <coughs> than what it cost me to put these onto the board. And then you've got Shantoto getting him fucking back. You know what I mean? Like it's. I think Laswell mm. is just a really great. Like we, we've talked about ice in like the, the the phases of the game. It feels like in at this point, but. I think Laswell is just a really, really great card for these aggressive, like, uh, fire ice night strategies. Uh, just a good centerpiece for these, uh, I guess, for the more mid-rangey um, ice water knights. And clearly, you know, he, he gives, you know, ice lightning something to think about, too. So I'm a big fan of this guy. 
Yeah, dude. I um, like you said, we were talking about it on the first take of this, where it's just like, remember Genesis? Like, like was <laughs> just like the, this card do? Yeah, Lass was just like the <laughs> younger, faster, like. Like Genesis is just—he's been on the team a long time. He's the captain, dude, and they like get the new talent. Right, he's like the the first pick from college ball, dude, and he comes in and it's just like, yeah, dude, you're you're outdated. Your tactics are outdated. Your muscles are outdated, bro. I'm, I'm Genesis, here his just... knees have long since turned to powder. Yeah, dude, Genesis is like hoping that he can get a coaching role. You know, yeah. Laswell is the all star. On the team, dude. Right. And they're setting records left and right. Like, Genesis was never no thing, dude. Genesis out there, he, he's ready to point the finger at, oh, it's the new training programs, or or it's uh, it's all them steroids, uh, you know, that they're putting in the food these days. But <laughs> no, I yeah, think it's Laswell, just time, brother. Agreed. Laswell walks in the room. His dick has already been in there for 15 minutes. <laughs> dude, um, Laswell, is, uh, he knows what he's about. Absolutely. And then, you know, we can just real quick, uh, Agrius is good. Mustadio is probably my favorite card in the entire set just because I'm, oh, I yeah. got a big old boner for Mustadio. Um, love back attack cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Ice overall, what do we think, boys? We think Ice is back on the menu? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Definitely. The, uh, the people I, I who think were people need for to it. understand while we say Ice is back on the menu, it's still going to have bad matchups, and that's the sure. best part about card games is, you know... Yep. There's good and bad things for every color, so mm-hmm. ice is definitely back. But you know, also for what it's worth, um, I'm not saying you know mono ice is. On yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know if I figured that one out yet, but um, but ice yeah, is definitely becoming a really powerful element to pair with some of these cool synergies they're giving it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now let's go into well, somebody somebody plug Travis's ears real quick. Let's talk about let's talk about wind. Have you guys um, read Typhon? Uh, yeah, boy, howdy. I sure have, dude. I, every time I play him on the field to my opponent, I read him. That's right. Yeah, a couple times a day oh. now, actually. Yeah, well, we got some silly shit happening here and win this set. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and lead off first on this one. Um, and this one was hard because I feel like a lot of these cards just synergize together. Um, I'm just gonna go with uh the card that immediately everybody just laughed the minute they read it, and that's a Tomos. Um. What the fuck? <laughs> what? They, 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 this card just creates so many great like turn extension plays. Um, and what's another know, name man, for those, like, dude? Yeah. What's you another name for the? Yeah, there you go. You could, say, you could say that you're like bridging two plays together, maybe. Oh my god, man! Like just the, the fact that it, you know <laughs> its effect goes off on the second cast, so you definitely get like a little bit. You look, you pay a little bit up front. Atomos asked you to invest in him up front. And then later on, he you know he potentially is going to give you five on the back end. Yeah, this is no pyramid um, scheme, dude. He he knows how to not... diversify your funds, and he he gets you into a couple of smart <laughs> That's mutuals. Right. He's and... not selling Lularoo over here. Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. <laughs> That man has got you. Your portfolio is in good hands. Yeah, this card's crazy. Man. <laughs> we like, talked about him, a... dude. He's the Easter card. <laughs> he is. He is definitely the Easter. He's got he's that big old you... egg. He's got that big egg in his mouth, bro. You're thinking that that was a portal to another dimension, but that is a beautifully colored Easter egg that he is is holding just so, waiting for for you. For you during Mm -hmm. these trying times. That's right. Yeah, it's almost insane. Like, it's just... It, it, it's gonna do so much and and the thing is it's it's one of those things that like it's not critical for the success of the windex but boy howdy does it just make life so much easier 
No, you just airdrop a minimum of two of those yeah. things into any any green yep. list that casts cards. Do you guys know any uh, any cards, any decks that have uh, that have cards that they cast in them? Could probably find a couple, I think. Yeah. I what find, about any decks that <laughs> where if you attack and you activate all your backups, that's helpful? Are there any of those mm. decks? Well, I feel like I feel like we're just talking green cards. Well, it turns out that the if it was just green cards, this guy would probably be a little bit less crazy, right? But it, it works yeah. on all, all the damn cards. So yeah, yeah, Atomos is really cool. Um, I'm gonna snipe in here on the second spot, Chris, because I, I have the uh, the little cheat sheet. I have the notes, and I see yes, that you indeed. put one or two, and I'm gonna go with two here because it just it, it segues so well out of what we were just yeah. talking about. Um, I think Zidane is just one of those cards <sighs> that we you, hey we talked about him. People, people kind of freaked out about him online a little bit. You know, there's um, there's a lot of angles to this guy, but uh, I think one of the coolest things that I've been seeing already out of this set is the uh, the Atomos turns where, you know, you start turn one with one backup, everything's nice and normal. Your opponent mm-hmm. plays one backup, they go to work that day, you know, completely unawares, <laughs> and then boom! Uh, on turn two, you play, you know, insert uh, Atomos, then 3CP backup, then trigger Tomos on tap your two backups, then play Zidane. And Zidane's going to go uh, ahead and he'll get his enter. Zidane is going to have his ability trigger where he gets haste because he's cast uh-huh. number three. And uh, yeah, you're going to be going ahead and uh, taking two of your opponent's cards right off the top of their deck, adding those to your hand permanently as a nice uh-huh. little extension of your hand there. And uh, uh-huh. you'll be able to cast those at any time for any color, which is just all of the the text is just vague in all the right ways. That this guy is a little champion. So here's the thing with Windex, right? It's very easy for any dum-dum to put a bunch of cards in Windex that make it so that you just play cards and all of your stuff reactivates, right? The Mm -hmm. problem is, like, you run out of cards in hand or relevant things to do with all that CP pretty quick. Zidane is taking something that is kind of sacrosanct in the game, right? The max hand size of five. And he's mm-hmm. just extending that as far as you'd like him to. Every time yep. he grabs one of these cards from your opponent, you don't have to hold it in your hand. You get to put it over to the side, much like Lonnie or something like that. But he just mm-hmm. is a much, this much lower investment. Where unlike Lonnie, where you pay four to see one thing, Zidane, you pay two CP. And sometimes you're going to see two things before the turn's out. And yep. he just gives you so many options at such a low investment that he's going to be, uh, you know what? People were looking for a reason to replace the three CP Zidane. I'll tell you what. There you go. Yep, that's good. Card is very, very good. And uh, like I said, if you if you watched uh, you know any of Alex Hancock's Sunday streams, uh, yeah, he was he was using this card to great effect, and it was like that card's fucking busted. Yeah, so I will good. say um, the one thing about this guy is he doesn't have any kind of protection text on him at all. Thank so, God. Yeah, he Thank gets God. <laughs> he gets absolutely cooked by a nice Brunhilder. They get to draw the card. Um, you know, he's a, an easy ama. He's very blockable, but the thing is, Extremely a lot of times, uh, a lot of times he's a throwaway and he's done what he came to do on the enter by himself. So it'll be interesting to see how um, basically Zidane play evolves both with and against. But yeah, Indeed. it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Zidane definitely calling a waiter. There's a Bryn Hilder in my spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm next. I'm next. Hey, um, yes, indeed. What you oh. got for us? I think this card is a little slept on. People kind of read it and they were like, oh, whatever. You know, it's going in verse tail. Let me see what KP thinks about this card. But <laughs> I think uh, they're really putting emphasis on like the playing big costed cards uh, this mm-hmm. set, either with this or Sophie. But uh, 5CP wall, I'm a, I'm a 
turning out to be a bigger fan of this card than probably any of the other win cards. Um, I, just, yeah. I, yeah. I just think the the design of playing big chonky dudes or big chonky mm-hmm. backups, all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, is pretty slept on. And I think if they're going to push that back into the game, this is going to be you know the card to do it. And as long as I'm paying like you know three or less for this card, I'm perfectly fine with playing it. The fact that it adds draw card to so many other cards or the fact mm-hmm. it protects Bismarck, like oh, huge. I don't think people understand how strong protecting a card like Bismarck is, but yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of wall. I think people are sleeping on it, and I wouldn't be surprised if like Earthwind Wall or Mono Wind Wall is just a deck for your, you know, the next year or so, the more in cards mm-hmm. that get printed. Like that that's the part of this card I like is like this is a card you're going to revisit. You know, mm-hmm. every set you're going to see the CP cost of other mm-hmm. cards, and then you're going to be like, "Hmm, Wall's pretty good with this." So it turns yeah. out, I big think... fan of Wall. I think uh, he's going to, you know, open the doors for big chunky CP cost decks. Yeah, one of the cool things about Wall's protection too is it's like it just will protect until they get rid of Wall. It's not like Cecil's thing where I, we were talking about this a little bit, where I was talking to Chris like. Man, you play Cecil, it, it, you can never depend on him to actually protect something mm-hmm. because they'll just pay too. <laughs> you yeah, know, it turns yeah. out turns out it's up to them whether or not yeah. they stop it. Cecil's one of those cards that everybody was worried about, but it just ended up not being as crazy as people thought because, you know, no. two, turns out every card in your hand is worth two, so it's not really that hard to pay the tax. Yeah, um, and it, it's just one of those where it's like, hey, I, if I play Cecil next to Bismarck, well, when they want to kill Bismarck, it's just going to cost them two more. If I play mm-hmm. Wall next to Bismarck, it's probably costing them more than two to kill Wall, and then yeah. they got to kill Bismarck. So, yeah, I think that um, Wall is one. I didn't even realize he was like a legend at first. I think I, maybe I even did and kind of laughed it off, but mm-hmm. absolutely, my mind has been changed on that guy in less yeah. than a week. Yeah, very cool card. Fantastic. Yeah, a lot of really good stuff here in Wind. Um, obviously, I think if there was any honorable mention, I'm a sucker for those fucking pit vipers. Fucking hear ye, hear ye mm. with the King Tycoon, baby. Mm-hmm. King Tycoon, really cool, just kind of closer. <laughs> by um, royal decree. By royal decree, this game is Not over. even a closer, really. Like, this card's so explosive at the right time that, like, it yeah. could stop you from getting rolled over. So, like, you know, a lot of people are saying Tycoon deserves a place in every wind deck from now on. And, you know, I don't disagree. I think we'll be seeing a lot of this card, but not too many of them. Yeah, like a one of fun of, maybe two, I could argue. But, uh, you know, he, he counts towards uh, Wool's reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, what, whatever I can get to stop my opponent from killing me in Mono Wind is pretty cool to me. <laughs> yeah. I just like, hear ye, hear ye. By royal decree, this game is over. Return all of those to your hands. <laughs> this game is Spam. over. Slapping his fucking staff on the ground. I love yeah, it. Dude. He's exactly All right, now, pimp cane. Absolutely. Now let's uh let's go to Earth here. Um Earth is probably the element I'm the least excited about. Um I I had a hmm. hard time really thinking about cards. Um uh, if I'm gonna pick one, it's probably gonna be um well you know what? No, you know, we're gonna let Rice go. You know, Rice, we're gonna let you go first because I want you to I wanna hear your thoughts <laughs> on some yellow cards. Um I also was pretty down on yellow this set, but I've come around to a lot of these cards, actually. Okay. Um, I, I guess it goes hand in hand with my wall pick. I really love Sophie. Um, mm-hmm. The fact, you know, we're back to this big, chunky CP cost deck, and, like, anytime you play something that big, she just shoots. You know, it, yep. it's almost always going to be an auto kill, and, like, you know, you play semi-star Sybil, you get to shoot something. Like, that's just that's really good. strong to... You know, especially in a two cost forward, you know, like you could just play this from your hand and then play, 
you know, Minfilia, Apururu, 6CP Vanille is even getting played with this card. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, Sophie, while a, a tough name to have, <laughs> I think this is a card that can battle for that namesake. And I just really like it next to the wall and all the big cost um, cards in both those elements. And um, yeah, I'm excited to play big chunky backups and forwards with this card. Yeah, and I mean, Earth has the big chunky backups, right? Between Star Sybil, Apururu, Minfilia, um, all these cards. Yeah. Like I said Prompto, before, it's been Leslie, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course, guys. Yeah. 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 You know, it's just another one of those cards you're going to revisit every set. And yeah, I just really like this card. And I guess I forgot to mention that, like, both these cards are Mobius. They can be searched for. And that, hey. yeah, that's just crazy Fucking to me. Wild. So. Pretty good. Yeah. Big fan of Sophie. That's, that's my pick for Earth cards. How about you, John? Oh, my Earth card, bro. At first, I like, again, I love 11. So I looked at Kieran and, and I was like, okay, he does stuff with all the Shijins. And I looked at all the Shijins and much like everybody <laughs> else, I was not very impressed. And I moved on with my day. Um, but then I, I got to thinking, Chris, as I saw a couple more cards this set that kept mentioning four cost. And we talked about this a lot back in the day with like Al Sids and things like that, that, um, that like the difference between three and four was huge, and very, very rarely do they give us access to four cost free play or revival. Um, yeah, it's usually attached to something like the devout backup, or like you like you have to z miss a guy in, or like the Alcid Legend that's very recent. But like four mm -hmm. cost is tough. Usually required something that was you know pretty unplayable in order to cheat a four cost into play. Um, Kieran. Kieran, my brother here, is is absolutely worth. So he's a 6 CP 9K with Brave inherently that can't become dulled by your opponent's summons or abilities. Like, all of those things are very relevant. And then, of course, he, he buffs the Shijin forwards by 1,000 power. Whatever, dude, forget that. You know, he, this guy has four abilities. We can ignore the third one. Um, when Kieran enters the field, reveal the top five cards of your deck. Play one forward across four among them onto the field and return the other cards to the bottom of your deck in any order. So this guy comes in, and I, I outlined a couple scenarios to Chris yesterday, right? So it just been in the deck that I've been playing, um, which is just like some Earth Lightning Ice deck. And it's like, oh, Kieran into Alcid, into Renoa, into Terra. Kieran into Alcid, into Renoa, into Robel Akbel. Kieran into Renoa, into Alcid, into, you know, yeah, Seymour. of Kieran targets just goes on and on. Yeah. And the four costs are nuts. I mean, the new Shantoto, Robo Akbel, the new Seymour, the Terra, or the Cellas from last set. Just like four drops usually are the kind of cards that are getting you another card, or they're like this whole engine by themselves. So, I mean, completely ignoring the Shijin stuff, the fact that this guy is tutorable and playable off of a cracked Star Sybil. Um, and that when they Amaterasu his enter ability, well, they're still looking down the barrel of a brave 9k that's attacking every turn and can't just be told, you know, dulled and tapped out of the way. Yeah, so, it's a great time to have that cannot be dulled text with ice being back on the Agreed. Yeah, agreed. absolutely. I mean, he it is, um, and even with a lot of the stuff Lightning's doing this set, right? Or just in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this Kieran is, um, he's got all of the right numbers on him for if you don't hit for it to not feel like a total blowout, like if Cecil gets on the Tarasud, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you, if you actually look at the... If they were to actually do the full extended art of Kieran, that hand is actually going to pick up Laswell and put him right in his fucking <laughs> mouth. Because that's literally what's happening there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kieran is right. hungry, dude. His eyes are those are right. They are locked on, hungry, dude. Hungry eyes. That's right. <laughs> All hungry eyes, Kieran, dude. That's right. Oh man. That's right. What um, about you, Chris? Well, well, I'm going safe. Uh, I think if I had to pick one, I'm gonna have to go with Aerith, and I think the main reason mm-hmm. is, is she's just she's just kind of slots right into an already really good deck. Um, not you know the rest of the text on the card is fine, but it's it, honestly. She's a low investment, and that plus 2,000 power is kind of relevant in Avalanche as fast as you're going. Oh, yeah. And the fact that Barrett becomes pretty much fucking untouchable. <laughs> Uncle Bobby point. B clearing Uncle the 10,000. Once he clears that 10,000 uh, power point pole on the pole vault there with his power level, he is uh, absolutely yeah, untouchable by fire removal. Yeah, so so that becomes pretty obnoxious. I mean, you've got these 1 CP, now 9Ks hitting the board. Um, so she becomes an immediate target, and in that deck, she's already super recurrable with like um, you know Marlene backups mm-hmm. and shit like that. So, so I think I think she's going to be just annoying enough. I mean, she, it's, again, she's not reinventing the wheel. There's nothing crazy she's doing. She's already taking. She's just a fun little addition in an already crazy good established deck, and just is really going to help in mirrors that aren't playing her. In, in decks where, you know, you know, getting over something like Kieran is going to be important. Where now, I don't have to party. Now, it's like, okay, I'm pushing for game. You put a big body in front of me. Now, I don't have to party. Now, you have to, you know, we have to go one for one at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can protect her with cards like, you know, the deck's running cards like 2CP Titan. You're playing Miss Dragon to cancel whatever summon they try to play. So, you know, you've got tricks that if they try to, you know, if they try to do something to, to blow you out, you've got the, you know, you've got the response there just innately in the deck. Again, it's just a super safe pick that I would easily, I would easily consider just taking my avalanche list and finding room for like one of t- one or two of her. No harm, no foul. Absolutely agree with that. I think a part you didn't touch on there and a, lo- a part of I've seen a lot of people playing that card ignore is like, that's a two CP target for bike cloud too. Like, yeah. Sure. And you're rewarded for putting her into the break zone and turning it into an operative. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Aerith is, while a boring Earth card, she's, you know, a pretty good standalone Earth card. And, you know, Earth loves two CP forwards, as we know. They sure do. Yeah, no, I agree with you. All valid points. So I think so. I think those are all excellent choices. I didn't really think about Sophie like that. You know, it's that card's nuts. I think Sophie's actually super nuts now that y'all have, uh, y'all have made me a believer. Um... But as as we get a little further down, I think the elements get a little more, a little less exciting, I should say. So, uh, John, a card that uh, you like out of Lightning. Uh, bro, Lightning is a little bit rough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Black Waltz 3, just because, card. yeah, I really like the, the Black Mages stuff. I've been having fun tinkering with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that while Black Waltz 2, the fire guy, is probably the strongest uh, and like the easiest to keep using his ability and make his ability mm-hmm. synergize with things, Black Waltz 3 is obviously the cornerstone of this because um, with him and Vivi, you kind of have this ability to constantly put these Black Mage forwards back in your hand. Um, the fact that this guy's a 3CP7K that has the ability to, when he goes to the break zone, give you two cards back to hand is just really, uh-huh. really efficient. Uh, and on top of all of that, as long as he's out, uh, your opponent has to kind of be scared that you're just going to pitch a card from your hand um, and you're going to break one of their forwards that's three or less uh, on top of the fact that these black mages are all dealing all kinds of damage when they're pitched from hand as well mm-hmm. so um i really like the black waltz you know i've done a little bit of games with 
lightning fire with lightning um lightning fire earth lightning earth fire earth <laughs> basically yeah. uh pretty much anything except the ice angles not that there's not even you know a whole lot of choices in ice too for extra black mages but um i'm just most excited by black bolts two and three and i think this card looks great and black mages is definitely it's one of the iconic final fantasy jobs so i think that when we have all these tribes running around, that's there's a kind of a cool feel to that, that you're going to play the Final Fantasy game, and it's like, oh, I'm watching Ninjas versus Samurais or something like that. Like, I don't think every game should be like that, but that's fun and definitely appealing to a lot of players, I'd imagine. But, like, when the jobs that are doing that is, like, Sky Pirates and... You, you, no, because you, you, isn't it if you target them with oh, a Oh, no, summon? you're right! You fucking can't! Oh, <laughs> my God, you're drawing three cards! Get out of here! Now you ain't doing shit to this guy! You're just gonna... You're gonna burn a fucking Sweeper or a Shantoto to... Like, a Thief, a White Mage, a Black Mage, Red Mage decks, right? And, yeah, maybe we're still working on getting some relevant White Mages and, and Red Mages and, and, um, and Warriors, but Monks and, finally, Black Mages have had their time, so I think that's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think it's a fun card, just a nice little centerpiece for that strategy. Uh, Rice, what about you? Um, I guess I'll add on to, like, the continuation of, like, um, adding cards to archetypes that aren't really there yet. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to pick Seymour. Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, heavy summon decks have been uh, not as good as they should be in this game, and I mm -hmm. think if cards like Seymour are printed, we're going to get there, you know? The past few sets, a lot of decks have only played, you know, what? I've seen decks with three summons. I've seen decks with nine summons. But, you know, Doga came around. <laughs> I was going to say, we went up. Like yeah. and we, <laughs> we went, went to like bad. 25. And too it high. got a little too crazy. High. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I think a card like Seymour is really going to put summon decks back on the menu. It Very often, it's a 4 CP 7K kill something. You know, three summons in the break is is light work. Um, and I think the removing six to deal pointy damage, I, I have seen that win games. Um, so don't sleep on that. It really only requires a dull, so that don't sleep on that. There's no CP investment. You just pitch cards, which we are all used to doing. Yep. Um, and I think, I think heavy, you know, I said big chunky CP cost deck needs to be a thing. And I think heavy summon deck needs to be a thing. And cards like Seymour and Maya are, are things that are going to do that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of this Seymour and like, you know, every time they print a summon, we're going to think like, you know, maybe this goes in my favorite summon deck. So I'm a big fan of cards that, you know, forever change the way we look at other cards. So yeah. I think Seymour is the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool I way agree. to say it. I agree. Yeah. I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, so for me, you know, I was originally going to go with the safe pick and pick a, a card like Heo, which I think is Heo. really nuts. Um, but honestly, after the more I look at it and the more I've seen it in action, I'm a huge, huge fan of the 5 CP Noctis, or should I say the 0 mm -hmm. CP Noctis. <laughs> like, you know, we, we're here, it's kind of the theme here with Lightning. We're talking about uh, talking about archetypes and tribes and, and category and synergies and deck types. Well, Noctis really adds a, a neat element to the Category 15 decks. He almost adds a win con, essentially. Definitely a win con, yeah. Because I think you're... when a lot of people read that card initially, okay. they didn't even think of King's Glaives. Yeah, I, I know I sure did because, uh, because like you're you, <laughs> that's you all get, I thought you about. Get... <laughs> oh, that's all I thought about. I'm fucking Dave, Dave the Glaive, Dave the Glaive, dude. Dave finally, glaive. but like, so this guy's always going to cost you like nothing, like, he's almost always going to be free, may possibly off your backup line alone. So, mm -hmm. 
Then he's going to come into play. He's going to reward you for popping cards like your your Kingslave backups that are going to kill something or dull something, and he's going to get a trigger off of that. He's going to re- you're going to get rewarded for you know playing all your category fifteen guys, which a lot of them get you a card. But then you have a card. What's the one drop? Tread. You play tread. You 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 dull something. You pop him to buff a guy. You're going to dull something else. So like for one CP, you've effectively shivaed a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With Noctis, yeah, no, I think this is been... a great card for that deck. Yeah, I, I think he's the the piece that. I, while, while I don't think that deck is going to be you know slamming ass anytime soon, I think this is a very important piece in the right direction because again, like if I had to pay five CP for this guy, I probably wouldn't like him. But the fact that he can he can be free, he just costs you effectively the the card itself. Um, and I think that's a big deal because you you can just hold him and drop him when you're ready to push for game. And that's it. Turns out zero CP 9Ks are pretty good. Yeah, yeah not I, bad. I think the rate is good. So Decent I'm rate. A big Decent fan. rate. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay, I guess. But Lightning has some other... Yeah, I think he is good. I think the Ishtol is solid. Um, you know, fuck Chadley. <laughs> Giga Chadley, bro? Come on. <laughs> Cloud. Hey, Cloud. 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 All right, now let's wrap it up with uh, water. You know, we'll talk about light and dark too, I guess. But we'll go water. Uh, Rice, what is a water car that's uh, that you're that you're eyeballing here? Um, so I've never. Why really... is it for so yet? Is... <laughs> close, close. Uh, I've never really been a big water guy. Uh, over the past few sets, I really have grown fond of it. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with three CP. Brother. Yeah, three CP lightning. Um, mm-hmm. I great. You card. know, anytime I've anytime I played a water deck, I've always like wanted my opponent to stop hurting me <laughs> and uh, i just think lightning's really good at doing that um you know while she's amaterasuable at 3 cp 7k it's uh still a great stopgap forward you know like i've played her a couple times where i've merle webbed for my one of lightning and then my opponent knows you know i can't roll over this water deck so you know, she's a great name she's tutorable and and ice water lightning water all types of decks um, and she's got a pretty decent S if you want to reuse that ability. And I just think um, it's a great standalone water card. I could see this being a one of, a two of, maybe even a three of in some decks. But just a well-designed card, well-costed, well-statted. And it stops your opponent from killing you. And, you know, it turns out water decks like that. She's also tutorable in Earth Water because you got that old fucking 4CP EX back up. Hey, Madar, my boy. Yeah. Yeah, yes, this, sir. She just does so much. Mm-hmm. I agree. And what I like about her is, you know, again, these last two sets and me and John have touched about the, touched on this on past, uh, you know, on recent casts where the free play, recent, like he's, he's talking about the, he's talking about the, the Kieran into such and such into whoever, into whoever. And you're like lightning, like he, she punishes you for playing, for playing mm-hmm, all these mm-hmm. free bodies and going, why you're like, oh, well, I'll play lightning and uh, I'll just do her S. You you brought the game back to parody at that. Hit the pause button for a second here. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I like that. Why don't you just take a take a little pin and stick seat, it in that? Yeah, yeah, Grab a number, dude. We'll be with you. Why don't you go ahead and take a number, dude? We'll call you. We'll be right with you. We'll give you a little one of the little give you one of the little pucks, dude. This will buzz when you're ready. Yeah, lightning is the ticket machine at Secretary of State. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think she's a really good card, John. What are you? What about you? Oh, brother, I am going to say uh, Maya. My brother in Christ. My brother in Christ. I I love this card, Maya, one CP uh, legend card here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Maya Maya Amalthea, the <laughs> Mobius forward. She's one CP seven K, but really that's just um, it's basically just like a health pool. It's not yeah. really a power, mm-hmm. but it's a really relevant number for her health pool. Um, as we talk about what she does here, so so May is essentially like a little artifact of magic. She's going to sit there parked over to the side. She has haste, but she can't attack or block. And her ability is you tap her to cast a summon from your hand. The cost required to cast it is reduced by three and can be paid using CP of any element. Then you remove that summon from the game after use instead of putting it into the break zone. Um, this is such a cool effect. I love that she doesn't have any auto ability. So, like, you play this card, and then you just get to do the thing. And then they can yeah. respond if they want. But, like, it's it's for a card that is entirely a combo card. This card does nothing by itself, right? You must always have a card in your hand to combo this with. Um, they did a really good job of not letting this card get in its own way, right? It just, like, there's not these weird feels bad steps in between you and trying to do the thing right you just get the player and try to do the thing um also the thing maybe the first time that you play her is it much of a discount not really because you know you played one and you played this card from hand and you had the summon from hand so there's a little discount there but as soon as you do this for the second time it's absurd right it's like like i had um joe and i were playing a fun game yesterday he has the Maya down, I'm like, oh boy, it's going to be annoying. I, you know, I've just got a couple of 5k removals in hand, nothing I can nothing I can do easily to this uh, efficiently. And he's like, well, yeah, first I'll just tap her and I'll play Sildra. Alright, go get two water cards for... Yeah, it turns out CP. there's some pretty good 4cp uh, summons yeah. out there. Then the next turn he does uh, the, the, you know, 5-head chocobo chick for 1cp. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, I am very far behind. Oh, oh guy, guy the Yeti chocobo? Yeah, yeah, and then at that point it was just like, uh oh! <laughs> uh, I'm next in turn, danger. Yeah, next turn is one CP. The Leviathan that puts the guy on the bottom of my deck. <laughs> it yep. was just like, okay, yeah, this Maya is um, gets out of hand pretty quick. I mean, and that's just stuff that's in colors that made sense, right? She technically gives you access to off-color summons, so you just tap her. Oh, Amaterasu is one. You tap her. Four CP Phoenix is one. Um, you tap her. You know, Fenrir is two. Zodiac is. <laughs> or maybe one. Um, just some really, really cool stuff going on with Maya. I love this card. I think she's neat. I, I definitely don't think I gave her a fair shake when I first saw her, but I, I think oh, she's a card I. that... And, but I, and I think she's a card that, obviously, the longer she sticks around, the more she's just gonna just just beat your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she doesn't stick... And the thing is, if she doesn't stick around, I mean, you're out, what, one CP? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she's perfectly costed and statted as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the you didn't have to put that much in, and yeah. it's uh, it's kind of hard to kill, you know. <laughs> yeah, turns out. I agree. Well, uh, for me, I'm I'm again, I'm kind of boring in water, oh. but I've been I've been just going crazy with this card since I saw it, and it's the other legend, the three uh, CP Titus. God, boy, they, they definitely took the long way around saying that he can't be targeted by summons or abilities. <laughs> I have never targeted this card in the two weeks we've been playing online uh, or whatever. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, but he has certainly been a thorn in my side. Mm-hmm. He's a good card. Because he's like a textbook tempo play. Like, you're going to drop this guy early. He's going to get in some damage because they can't. They, they're either A, they're going to take the damage and be okay with it, or they're going to let you draw three cards while you're building behind it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I, I think he's just a really solid tempo play. Um, he's good. He's good for all the right reasons. He's, it, it's in a boring way. 
Um, I, just, I just think he's a really solid card. He's he's another card that I would be certainly playing in like the ten strategies, um, just because he he just does he does everything I want a tempo card to do. Yeah, yeah there, that's, that's, I, there's, there's not much to say. <laughs> you I think know? It, it adds on to my point with the lightning from before. Is it just like a standalone good water forward, and they were kind of lacking those for a little bit. Yes, and uh, you know it started with Lakshmi, and there's quite a few standalone just good forwards this set. So yeah, there's they're printing good water forwards again. That's for they took a few yeah. sets off. That's okay. You know, I think yeah. water was uh, <laughs> it had its time in the light for a while. So I agree. And this uh, this Titus is tied with what I think is the best art in the set between him and Vaughn. Yep, love the art. All right, so to wrap up, light and dark cards. I mean, I think they're all fine. I think uh, I think we probably all agree that Twintanya is probably the best of the bunch. Twintanya is the most interesting. If for some reason, yeah. um, you know, Earth X decks with Shantotos become insane and are just more than half the field, it, you play Chaos because it's free. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I've got to yeah. say about these light and dark cards, really. Warrior of Light's kind of cool in cube. The end. Yeah, I Mark think they're all, they're all well-designed and they all spit fit specific roles um and i could see all four of them getting played somewhere but uh yeah i mean and i think they're all great i definitely think twin tanya is the best just because it's so good at stopping aggressive starts mm-hmm. yeah you know and and lot. like i said before people want monster support and turns out this is also a monster twin tanya <laughs> just does everything that it's trying to do by itself like mm-hmm. all these other cards require so much setup or or just more synergies, or the right situation, and just mm-hmm. the tiny just there it is. All right, got on my Giga yeah. Flare counter, and now I'm a Giga Chad. Yeah, big time, mm-hmm. big time. So overall, Opus 16, very very solid. I know, um, you know, I'm excited to see what people are do with it. I'm excited to kind of start digging in and tinkering. Uh, but with that being said, boys, what is what what is the deck that we're looking at? Like, what what is the the? I mean, obviously, I know you boys are in the lab. Um, what are yeah. some what are what is like the literally deck never probably... leave it right help me what is... yeah. release <laughs> me there you go. Yeah, release me release me what uh what decks are we excited about like what uh you know rice let's go ahead and talk about some archetypes and some things you've been uh tinkering and toggling with um obviously uh i tinker and toggle with everything but um i guess to carry on with like my favorite deck from last set which would have been Firewater twins uh palimporum of course uh, not so much the tricolor stuff. You know, I try to be a pretty boring card player when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Firewater Twins. I like the Lightning and Tidus being added to it. And um, over the weekend, uh, Alex Hancock's kind of re- you know sold me on the one uh, CP Maya and that deck because you know turns out Sildra, Bahamut, Phoenix are all Phoenix. pretty good targets for that. So yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I if there, if there was a deck at the top of my list. The list is very long, but if there is a deck at the top, I think it's got to be Firewater Twins with some of these new standalone good water cards. Right, um, right. Forwards or summons or backups. You know, I just, I like all of them. Yeah. I agree. That's good stuff. I'm a big fan of the Twins myself. John, what about you? Oh, man, I told you I've been liking that. I'm a Triome gamer, so um, the few things I've got together, I've got that three-color kind of Braska, um, just generically efficient fire wind water kind of stuff going on um i'm enjoying that a lot i am a big night guy so i mean i i'm trying all the configurations chris that i know that um fire eyes gets you all excited so uh i you getting excited gets me excited so of course for old time's sake i've uh i'm slapping together the old fire eyes as well trying to help get some extra miles of 
testing on that so we can polish you up for uh for florida brother and um i've been enjoying that so far as well uh the fire cards the set are just fun it's fun to put a squall on the table and just turn them sideways turn and... sideways yeah. yeah um yeah and also uh that cure indicted i'm having a lot of fun with um with ice lightning earth and i just realized i might have a sickness i'm gonna need to address uh with how many colors i'm playing in my decks <laughs> oh man yeah i know You're a few people man. like that yeah I, look dude the step the first step is admitting i have a problem i guess <laughs> um but uh, as i as i now realize that i played a three color deck at the bahamut brawl um but you know it's neither here nor there it's um it's definitely going to be a fun set i'm excited what about you chris i mean it's i haven't had much time to tinker but you I mean you know me the fact that you know the fact that i can potentially sleeve up an opus four lock again and not be immediately ejected to the back tables for it um is nice um I, I i do like the night synergies um i think laswell's just such a such a card that has my name all over it and a lot of those fire cards the Ramses, the squalls the um the morrows like these are cards that just reward me for doing what i want to do in the game anyway and that's turn shit sideways and force you to have an answer for it um because if you don't you're going to lose very quickly very quickly and the fact that um and the fact that Laswell and the fact that you the cards you're playing are just innately you know the fact that you're choosing characters you're time walking your opponent by shutting off their backups yeah you're forcing them to to just really overextend themselves only to get immediately punished by a card like Squall to be punished by a card like I don't know um, Delita or again another fucking night for Laswell or you know you're dropping Celis and Locke and just removing the rest of the cards out of their hand and then just pressuring with them and then Celis team attacking with Morrow you're now keeping making sure their their cards are staying locked down so like I think there's just a lot of really neat stuff there it's a it, it's aggressive but it doesn't feel like it just peters out yeah nice and I'll tell you something that I was thinking about today um that has just been kind of solidifying itself in my head as this concept more and more that um the ice when ice was really strong some people would even argue dominant um the discard was really the what was so powerful about it right it wasn't freezing anything ever right it wasn't dulling guys out of the way even though that was sometimes part of it but it was really just stripping your opponent of all those resources so fast and so early and what I think is interesting is they've been struggling to find like ice this new identity. Like, man, well, well, what's ice going to be good at now? Like, maybe ice will want you to play a shitload of dark characters and deal damage automatically at the end of the turn. Ugh. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe ice will uh, hmm, uh, it'll it'll party attack and freeze it. Like, like they were just really kind of spitballing for a while. But the cool thing about Laswell and friends in this set is, and what's happened to ice recently is ice has gotten better and better at, um, first of all, all of their freeze effects target characters. Right. Yeah, and that's so important. That's slowly started moving us to this place where you can't have discard be that powerful because turbo created a negative play experience for a lot of people, right. Yeah. Where they just didn't have any fun. You don't get to play the game. Right. The thing about ice locking down all of your backups and freezing out your cards is in order to freeze your cards, they have to have played their cards. So it's cool because the opponent still gets to play their cards, right? And But Ice is starting to feel really powerful now because it's like, yeah, go ahead and lock down a couple of their backups. And that is effectively the same as removing all of the CP and options of things they have to do, like taking cards out of their hand. But it really circumvents this area where, like, for that to be good, the game has to be uninteractive or take 
too many options away from my opponent or start to feel like you know solitaire or or like this single player turbo type feel instead it's not happening on like turn two right they're not stripping out your whole hand you still get to play your cards i think they just they landed in a really cool spot right now i hope that they identified that internally because like the next set is already designed or it's already done right so it's like i hope that they realized when they were playing these cards internally like wow this we're really hitting this stride here on ice and we see this pattern continue because i think it's really healthy for this element to get this identity of it's kind of the old identity in a new way that doesn't feel as bad for the other player exactly and and any deck is you know, especially when you're looking at some of these decks, you know, like the summon heavy decks, things like that, where where their backups are their lifeblood. They don't care so much about forwards. They put out maybe one or two forwards at a time and just kind mm-hmm. of incrementally kind of just, you know, poke you out of the game. Well, when you take away their backups, they literally cannot do that. They start having to pay for their stuff so inefficiently that you just eventually just kind of start outvaluing them. And I think that's because otherwise, like, you don't get, your your cards are just dead if you're just trying to, yeah, pull and freeze forwards. They can't just keep this sculpted hand of answers, right? Which is exactly. like, which is like what a wind water or windex deck always did, right? Yep. And it's like, well, when I make you discard two cards, it turns out you just pick the two least relevant cards and get rid of them, and you're keeping the three things I, I'm going to really struggle with here. But if you can't exactly. pay for the things I'm going to struggle with, hey, now it doesn't matter if it's in your hand. So I'm excited. I'm excited to you know to go out and try some other things. But you know, I'm definitely very very tunnel visioned right now. Um, cause I want to try, but I want to try a few things before Florida. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, lock in on fire ice now, but I mean, I like it, but I could easily see myself being boring and playing something like avalanche, something already established. Um, I think avalanche is still very good. I think the established decks from last that are all still very good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that was, nothing uh... they got better. Yeah, that's a part of this set that I really like too, is it didn't like hit the gas too hard on decks that were already established. Yeah. which some people were probably worried about but it, it it instead gassed up all the tier two decks and like yes. created new decks and opened our eyes to some decks we probably weren't thinking of so just a really well designed set i think there's so many good cards so many archetypes got touched and uh yeah greatness all around and the right set to come out going right back into organized play. Yeah, yeah right uh, absolutely resurgence of power you know is a great name for a set that's coming out around the same time op is coming out that's the yeah. next one, right? This, yeah, this yeah. one is this was what, in the series of light. light. They should have switched those two up for sure. <laughs> oh, dude, light is returning to the the what has been the darkened world of the they're Final nailing, Fantasy. They're nailing TCG it with these names. Organized play, dude, and soon yeah. power will resurge. Although with uh, with some of these cards in in the next set, the like Yuffie being this brand new thing, it feels like it's it's more like just a just an original surgence. Not so much a research. It's just a surgence. It's just a surgence of power. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, well, Rice. Thank you so much for coming along for uh, for the remake here. We really Absolutely. appreciate it. It was actually Absolutely. truly better than the original. Somehow, um, unlike my opinions on the other remake. <laughs> we'll no, it was good. That. We all we always love having you, and you anytime you ever want to be on the cast, you know you can always hop on. I'll and be that goes back. for anybody. I'll be back. He says, "Hey, man, this is supposed to be a three-man show. That's what they told me." Uh oh. Right. Uh oh. I right. know a guy. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> I dude, think, I think you know a guy. All well, of a sudden, I know, I I know up a few guys who walk around with blue jerseys and don't show up on the podcast. I'll I'll get in <laughs> oh, touch with them. Got them. Hey, hey, you know what? It's uh the the team is 
It's not anything more than a you know a group of best buddies. That's all. And I right. really hope to see some of those blue jerseys return to the sea of uh, of shirts as these events start coming up. Wait. Man, I all I know is I'm happy to not be the only one in the room coming up. Oh, that's not true. That's not nice to Alex. I'm happy to not be one of the only two in the room. <laughs> I'm excited, man. It's going to be a good time. I just absolutely cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, man. It's what, guys? It's like, a wonderful a time weeks? to be an FF player. I won't lie. I, I missed this feeling. And honestly, I tell people getting back into the game or new players to the game, this is like the best it has ever felt. And I've played since day zero. Dude, it's... um. It feels good. It's just when you've been, you know, when you've been saving up that um, explosive, exciting feeling for a long time. When it finally mm-hmm. happens, it's a very large, explosive feeling. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, take that like... sexual connotation however you wish. <laughs> <laughs> because of the implication, dude. It's the implications <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's it for us, man. And what a return to OP and return to form here. Hopefully for us as a. Uh, as it's going Absolutely. to be so much to cover every month, I don't know how we could possibly go as slow as we've been going. So look forward to it. Absolutely. Please look forward to it. Soon, Tim. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we'll see y'all in, well, for a cast, we'll see y'all in a few weeks, but in person, we'll see you in about a month. Yes, yeah. sir. That's right. Be there, be square. See you, you there. Bye-bye. Can we be there and Take care. Square? It could be whatever they want, brother. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 